2: Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on!
3: How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, New Pacific 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific 6 Eastern. Friday here, and you know what that means. We got a lot to talk about. And not only do we have a lot to talk about on this show, but Lance Storm returns in about two hours. 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern, Figure 4 Daily with Lance Storm, WrestlingObserver.com, Video.F4WOnline.com. He was off last week because he did a couple of extra shows for us. But as usual, Friday show returns today. On this show, we have a lot of news, including Dynamite ratings for Wednesday night. Show did well. And in fact, beat Raw in 18-49. to 49. We have updates on Rampage tonight. One of the matches is off the show as a result of COVID-19 protocol. So we'll give you the lineup for the show coming up here tonight. It is a live episode of Rampage. I was uh, reading something yesterday. There was a thread. I don't even know where it was, but somebody was mad that I had spoiled Rampage tonight because I... Uh, I basically told you who I expected to win all the matches. The show's live. I actually didn't give any spoilers. It hasn't been taped. But anyway, we'll talk about the show coming up tonight. More on Mustafa Ali. We got some Impact Wrestling notes. They got a main event for No Surrender, the championship match next month. Lance will talk about more on the Impact show on the Figure 4 Daily episode today. We've got Buddy Matthews returning to MLW which has the big show in Dallas this weekend, which unfortunately the Von Erichs will not be wrestling on as a result of COVID. Anybody not have COVID right now? We've also got some ticket sale notes. We haven't done these for a while, but we're going to get into that today. And we should also have time for your feedback, maybe even your phone calls. How exciting would that be? The phone number, as always, 425-780-7566. That is the text message line. Send me a text message, 425-780-7566. Brian at WrestlingObserver.com. At Brian Elvers on Twitter, back in a moment at Observer Live. Carrie, we need that tax report by tomorrow. Hey, uh, Bobby, get me that expenses. For sure. Hari's accounting firm, client growth is exponential. He needs whip-smart accountants at whiplash speed. Hey, so why aren't these receivables matching up? Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on
0: Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply.
2: We're listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez
3: here, Wrestling Observer Live. Uh, Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com says here on the front page of WrestlingObserver.com, the reunion of Rapongi Vice will have to wait a while longer as Rocky Romero's test deposit for COVID-19 will not be on Friday's live edition of AW Rampage. Romero will sit to team with former teammate Trent Beretta against the Young Bucks in Washington, D.C., rekindling a rivalry that really took flight in the rings of New Japan Pro Wrestling. In its place will be the Beretta-Nick Jackson match which was first announced by Tony Khan on Busted Open Radio on Friday. Khan said, quote, there's a good chance there's going to be a small change to the match due to medical protocols before announcing the new singles encounter. Khan also said that Moxley versus Ethan Page will kick off the show, and Jade Cargill and Anna Jay is the main event. Makes sense. Hook is also scheduled for action against Serpentigo. In the former's first ever live match. Hmm. So there you, you go. You seem uh, a little mystified, maybe,
4: by the. Uh... Well, I'm,
3: I'm, I'm, I'm. I don't know if I'm mystified till I watch the show. But uh, given what they have done with uh, long Jade Cargill matches lately, I realize she's the champion. She probably should be closing the show. But I, I, if, I'll let's just put it this way. If they're planning on going 12 minutes for Jade Cargill and Anna Jay, I don't know if that's the match I would main event the show with, but if there's going to be a three-minute Goldberg-style destruction of Anna Jay in the main event and then somebody comes out to challenge Jade Cargill and you do an angle, I'm cool with that. I'll just put it that way.
4: I guess for me, no matter where you put it, if it goes 12 minutes, it's not going to be a good idea. You know what I'm
3: saying? Well, like, it's, it's not a good be, idea if this goes 12 minutes, regardless no, it, of where it goes on this show. It, exactly,
4: and to me, with a show that's like Saturday Night's main event, you're going to get your highest viewership. You're going to want to make the biggest impact to start the show. You know, it makes complete sense to me that CM Punk would go ahead and start the show. I mean, I, you know, so I. Or I'm sorry, John Moxley would go ahead and start the show with Ethan Page. I mean, that makes the most sense to me. And then I would roll out Hook next. And then I would have that longer match. And then, to me, lead into... You can still say it main evented the show. It's not an insult, you know, that the, the TBS championship is going to main event Rampage. I know people will hey, well, isn't John Moxley starting the show the main event? Yeah, you look at it both ways, okay? You know, it works for everybody. The bottom line is, of all of these matches... That's the one that needs to go short, and they need to figure out a way to make it go short. Or if it's going to go a little bit longer than three minutes, you better have some stuff from the outside. You better have Mark Sterling involved. You better have John Silver involved, whatever. But you're going to have to do more than just rely on, on those two to, to have a, you know, again, it's nothing against them. It's the experience level. But to, to have them have a main event match, they're going to need all the help and bells and whistles and distractions they can get.
3: The Dynamite ratings for Wednesday showed it well. 1.032 million viewers, up 6.5% from last week. Best viewership number on TBS to date is the show's best audience since October 2nd. Dynamite topped the cable charts with an 0.44 and 18 to 49. So, yes, it's Beat Raw, which did an 0.43, up 12.8% from the previous week. Finished ahead of two NBA games that aired on ESPN, including beating the game it went head-to-head with by 15.8%. So yes, Dynamite was number one on cable. Rob Wynn gets an NFL playoff game, but was up in the demo from last week, which had competition from the College Football National Championship. Dynamite, the biggest increase was with women 18 to 49. Show is up 23.1% to a point three two, And there you go. I've actually got the uh, quarters from Brandon Thurston. But essentially what happened was the show started super high, and uh, it didn't fall the entire time, but there was was a minor decline in most of the segments with the exception of the uh, 10 o'clock hour, which I think was the Cody promo where it went up and then started going back down again. But uh, they are absolutely helped by the lead-in that they get. So, uh, hey, listen, whatever. I mean, there's a reason Raw did overruns. There's a Raw that often followed big shows. I mean, if you can get a big lead-in, same with uh, any show, then uh, that's good for you. So that's the uh, numbers for the week.
4: Yeah, especially one that I would have considered long in the tooth. I know it was a really popular show, but I was really, I'm was surprised in the way that they're keeping women and and, and keeping them involved in watching the show, so... You know, kudos to them, and and good. It's good to have a good week when your opposition has a bad week and was loaded up against, and that's what happened to Raw. So, if you're an AEW fan uh, that loves to dunk on other people online and stuff like that, just be careful because you know at some point football goes away, and as we move towards Mania season, it's going to be it's going to be tough. You know, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, it, obviously the numbers are are close. And they're going to be somewhat in battle, but for the most part, Raw still holds that advantage. So I'd be be very careful if you're looking to dunk on others right now.
3: All right, we got some ticket sale notes here, which are a mixed bag. SmackDown tonight is at the Bridgestone Arena in Nashville, Tennessee, and 5,700 tickets out, 87% full. There's about 800 tickets left for the show tonight. Raw on Monday has got 4,800 tickets out, 83% full. they got about 1,000 tickets left. They've just opened up a new upper deck. This is the Raw go-home for the Royal Rumble. Where is it at? That is uh, Toledo. SmackDown next week, which is the SmackDown go-home show for the Royal Rumble, is currently at 3,900 fans. And they've got 2,500 tickets still out. It's only 61% full. That's at the T-Mobile Center in Kansas City. So that one has got a long way to go. And then the post-Royal Rumble Raw is also at 3,900 fans. It is only 70% full. And they've still got uh, 1,500 tickets remaining. Rampage tonight is uh, at 2,600 fans at the Entertainment and Sports Arena in Washington, D.C. That is 70% full, but there's still 1,200 tickets remaining. Dynamite in Cleveland, which is this coming Wednesday, is currently 78% full, 5,600 fans, and uh, 1,600 tickets left. And then the February 2nd Dynamite. This is actually the one to watch, the uh, February 2nd Dynamite, because this is the show from Chicago. It is currently uh, 4,500 tickets out, 2,000 tickets remaining. It's 67% full. But uh, I would expect that they are shooting an angle in Cleveland that is going to lead to a big match in Chicago. And that might be... It's possible that Chicago will be CM Punk versus MJF. And so if that match ends up taking place, because Punk did a promo and basically said that this match with uh, with MJF is going to take place in the last place MJF would want it to take place in. I presume that's Chicago. So if they announce CM Punk versus MJF for Chicago on Dynamite, uh, we should see... Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens to those remaining 2,000 tickets right there. So it's possible they're going to hold that off to the pay-per-view, but the pay-per-view is uh, quite a ways away. We're still talking about early March. So they don't have to hold this match off for six more weeks. So they may do the first match in Chicago, and then the second match, if they're going to do a second match quickly, uh, could be at the pay-per-view. Or maybe it'll be MJF and, and Wardlow at the pay-per-view. I'm not sure what they're going to do, so that'll be the one to watch. There, uh, 2100 tickets remaining, and uh, February 2nd is the date.
4: You know they got options, and if the to me, you can do two matches between CM Punk and MJF rather easily. And you can get good heat in somebody's hometown. You could really move an angle forward. You could really shake something up, you know, between the two, and keep people interested as Wardlow continues to play, you know, a factor in all of this and battling it with MJF and whatever else Punk has got going on as well too. So you can easily do two matches and get something
3: done. Back in a moment, Observer Live.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back at the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi also of WrestlingObserver.com. And uh, what is this here? What is this here? Somebody said know, uh, somebody texted me saying, judging by his latest tweet, Ali should just tweet out whatever Vince's uh plans were for him. So I went to his uh his Twitter and Ali has uh he has posted a shot of uh from the dark night when the Joker's standing there in front of the uh mountain of burning bills. So uh, uh,
4: I was going to give him too much credit because I didn't see that movie or know anything about that. So I was going to say, I thought that was a
3: pretty cool shot there with Ali. So. It was a pretty cool shot. It was a pretty cool movie. can't believe I've seen some cool movie you haven't seen. But anyway. Your opinions are relevant until you see Godfather. I've seen The Godfather. Get Did you see Do here. the Right Thing? Do the Right Thing? Yeah. No, I haven't seen it. I just do the right thing all the time. Man. I got it, and I'm gone, and you know, I was thinking about this uh Gunther Stark, oh no, why don't don't give that thought what what what's well, going on and you know, I've heard from a lot of people that uh you know they're certainly not defending the name Gunther Stark so much, but like you know they're they're asking a lot of questions like you know, are we sure that w w e knew what they were doing? Is it possible they didn't know? Is it possible that, like, Walter wanted the name and, and you know, they didn't know? It? And listen, all of that is possible, okay? It's all possible, all right? But the fact of the matter is, after all these years, including on a show where Sarai is redebuting dressed as a Japanese schoolgirl, And Ali had an idea from Vince McMahon that led him to want to quit and tweet out a photo of him in front of a, a, you know, when he watched the world burn. I mean, it's just very hard for me to give WWE the benefit of the doubt in this situation. If that makes me an unfair man or a bad person, then I'm afraid that I have to accept that. But I, I just cannot give WWE the benefit of the doubt in this Gunther Stark situation that's just me. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Now, now quite frankly, I've asked a lot of people, and nobody is admitting to coming up with the idea, nor have I, by the way, heard anybody in WWE give their own company the benefit of the doubt. So Mm -hmm. I could be wrong. They could be wrong. I don't know. But man, oh, man, it's very hard to give them the benefit of the doubt in this situation. You are not wrong. I am not wrong. No one
4: who is not giving WWE the benefit of the doubt is wrong. Period. You know, the repu- their reputation speaks for itself. History is on our side for those people who are looking at this with a real cynical eye and have a an issue with it. Maybe some people have a real problem with it. I just take umbrage with it. I have an issue with it. I think it's ridiculous on a lot of different levels. And I think it's... uh. Just, it's just another shining example of just missing the boat completely. Missing the U-boat completely. You know, changing these names in the first place is ridiculous. Not doing your due diligence in the way you need it to do. Having those that tweet and that stuff from Bartell where it looked like this was either if it's not being planned. I mean, what, what's WWE going to say? That, well, they shouldn't have tweeted that out. We don't know what they were doing. They were acting on their own. Nobody's saying that. You know, All for all of the people that are saying, you know, Walter could have chosen this name. Nobody's nobody's really saying anything about that. Nobody's really backing up that from inside the company that, that if this was Walter's idea or anything like that. Like Brian said, most of the people that I've talked to are looking at this and rolling their eyes and have the same thoughts that a lot of us do. It was just sloppy. It was ignorant. It was unneeded. And they have to pay whatever social price they're going to have to pay for that. Not going to put them out of business. They're not going to care. They're going to be in Saudi Arabia soon. People are going to be upset and outraged about that. They're going to do plenty of other things on top of having a completely vanilla, painfully slow, painfully unfunny, painfully unentertaining. uh, television show and television product across all brands period no matter what it is so you know i i just come on you know and i and i i have a feeling you'll be doing this again maybe in, a, in about an hour or so you'll be you'll be talking about this issue and getting lance's thoughts on it and i'm very interested to hear what what he has to say about it uh, but i just <laughs> nobody why are people still now trying to defend this or stand up for WWE or any of that stuff? You just, again, with history not being on their side, I mean, come on, I, really, please. Ollie, it's a Nazi,
3: for Christ's sake! Be leaving WWE for years, according to a report. Fightful Select reports WWE has refused to grant Ollie's public request to be released from his contract, a contract that has years left on it. The report states that Ali and WWE have been in contact since he made his request on Sunday. The company has told Ali they will not grant the release now and have no plans to in the future. (laughs) I'd like to invite Ali onto this show. I see ya. Come on this show and and tell us all about it. For real. Because he's not allowed to, so he should and then maybe they'll fire him. And we can get the full story. That would actually kill many birds with one stone if he just came Mm -hmm. on this show to talk about it. Ali's been gone from television since November, and early report states that a heated argument with Vince McMahon over a pitch that McMahon made to Ali regarding his character was the catalyst for Ali not appearing on TV. So not only was Vince's idea an idea that made him want to quit, but it led to a heated argument with Ali and Vince McMahon. But we should give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they just wanted him to, uh, I don't know, maybe they wanted him to just cut his hair. You know, something simple. Hey, Brian, yes. this,
4: was this the company that uh, that had Charlotte Fair, uh and, and have her dead brother's name invoked in a storyline? And then that was uh, tried to be positioned as Charlotte's idea. And she oh, was maybe okay it was Charlotte's it? idea. Was it? Because it didn't sound that way. And it, it actually sounded like later on, especially when Rick talked about it, that she wasn't OK with it. Well, you know, again, this is just. A long line of insensitivity, a long line of, of again, just ignorance, just flat-out ignorance, you know? And with Ali, it's amazing what they—it's amazing. They're not going to let him go, but you let all those other people go. You talk—you know, you, you brought up on Rampage that, you know, there was blood. These women, oh, they, they massacred themselves. You know, what about— like, something for real. Like, what about you bringing over uh, uh, Alice in Danger, and you have her uproot her whole life and her whole family to bring her over to cut her and send her back packing again how many days after you you bring her? It just... Just just sorry. Just, just slimy and sorry, and they're getting what they deserve. Any bad any, – and, again, they don't have to get bad press. I'm not rooting for them to get bad press, but as far as people looking at them and just blowing them off and hand-waving them and not taking them seriously on any of this stuff, and, and you know, it just – they get what they deserve.
3: You root in it, that's what you get. Moose will put his Impact World title on the line against W. Morrissey oh, at next month's No Surrender. The live Impact Plus event set for Saturday, February 19th, along with Matt Cardone. The two squared off in a three-way for the title at Hard to Kill at Moose 1. On the following impact, Morrissey made it clear he wanted Moose 1-on-1 for the gold, but the champion had no interest. On Thursday's show, Morrissey won a handicap match against VSK and Zicky Dice, went searching for Moose, but Scott he wasn't there and then made the match for the special. So Moose versus W. Morrissey which is one of my favorite names in wrestling, along with Harland. That would never get sold. Mm.
4: I'll hold out uh, for this weekend and wait on Homicide and uh, John Moxley.
3: That's more my speed. Well, that sounds like it'll probably be a pretty good match, I would think. This person here says, I live in Nashville. I had no idea SmackDown was here. Therefore, I am not going. You know what's ironic about that? You know what's ironic? So, uh, and by the way, for people that think I hate WWE, I was uh, watching SmackDown on Friday, and uh, they had a commercial for uh, WWE coming to whatever the new building's called here in, uh, in early February, and I thought, you know what, man? How old is Paisley now? Almost Six. Man, I bet you'd have a lot of fun going to a WWE show. There's no, you know, there's nothing scary. It's just, like, lights and music and, and people doing flips. Man, I should take, I may take her to this WWE show in in, uh, in February. And I rewound it, I watched the thing again, and I got the date, and I started looking in the calendar. And I realized that they canceled that show. <laughs> they postponed it, like, two months ago. You remember this? They they moved yes. it to September months ago and they're still airing a commercial for the show that's not taking place in early february so i got the opposite problem i didn't know they were coming but they're not same goes for any of
4: you in Toronto and was it Montreal or Calgary, wherever it was. Too, It was part of those shifts. Right, all, all those uh, dates got moved around there. Oh, by the way, speaking of of Canada for a second too, Sami Zayn. One thing we didn't talk about and mention when it came to why you know Sami Zayn remaining in WWE, you know, is it makes a lot of sense in a lot of ways, and I have no problem with it whatsoever. The same way with Kevin Owens, I didn't have a problem with it whatsoever with him resigning. Is no matter what happens, no matter how they're portrayed or any of that sort of stuff, they are going to be heroes in Quebec. And I know they got 2.0. I know Chris Jericho's obviously there on the roster, big star in Canada. But it's the one place that WWE still got a, a great advantage. They got it in a couple different places, but they really have it in Quebec. And with Zayn and Owens being there, they're going to be stars
3: forever. Back in a moment with your calls, Wrestling Observer Live.
1: That's 800-871-9417. Terms and conditions apply. Financing is available with approved credit. See openroadlending.com for details. What are you so happy about? I'm on the pill. Aren't you two a bit
4: old to worry about having more kids? Not her, me. Uh, You lost me there, buddy
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. On the juice. Yeah person says, what's with WWE wanting people to get their heads shaved in NXT? First, the Scotty Too Hot interview, and now Javier Bernal being asked to cut his hair. Well, first off, they've wanted people to cut their hair off forever for some reason. And uh, if I recall the story on uh, Javier, I believe that they were actually in the ring training when Johnny Ace came up and wanted him to cut his hair right there in the ring. Like, put him on the spot and did the old, well, you don't have to, but we would strongly recommend it. And so went from the long-haired guy to just a normal-looking dude.
4: God, it's ridiculous.
3: Hey, kid, here, these are Vince's scissors.
4: I mean, you don't have to cut your hair, but, you know. Mm. Pathetic.
3: <laughs> well, it goes along with, well, we want stars. But, uh... But we're not going to create First, we're going to make you all look normal. Generic. And then, uh, you know, we, we want young women, but, you know, we're going to book them like idiots. <laughs> and, uh... You know, we want to create stars for the main roster, but...
4: Well, look, even know. if we somehow actually make a mistake and make you a star, the here's what's going to happen, okay? You're going to lose your money. Okay, you're going to invest in a strip mall that fails. You're going to have a relationship that ends terribly. Whatever it is, you're going to be begging back on your knees on either Raw or SmackDown, or maybe even now NXT 2.0, you know, for some sort of, of redemption uh to be bequeathed to you by the mcmahon family i mean that's usually what happens with stars we've seen
3: it with the biggest of stars so be careful about that you never know this person here said oh i already got that one hey let's go to the phones let's try that let's see what this uh i think this is dagan right here main man dagan what's on the air dagan
5: what's going on guys long time no talk what's up twitch homies Mike, I uh, hope you have a great time at the Hammerstein this weekend. Uh, I would probably be there with you all uh, if I wasn't worried a little bit about the uptick in cases, but uh, I will be watching on the old fight, and uh, it looks like a stat card, man. I, I can't wait for that show. Uh,
4: much like Devin Storm, uh, Tony Schiavone would always say about him when he wrestle Sabu on Nitro, he doesn't care about his body. Dagan, that's why I'm going to this. I'll do it for you, okay? I'll put myself out there for you. I promise you all I'll have a good time at the GCW show at the Hammerstein Ballroom. It'll be better than having to talk about WWE.
5: I I appreciate it. It's much better than talking about NXT 2.0. But, uh, hey, look, uh, I I did have a question for you guys. I wanted to see your thoughts just on kind of the idea of maybe having the women be in the main event of one of these big four AEW pay-per-views this year, either Revolution, uh, Double or Nothing, All Out, Full Gear. Uh, I think Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa is worthy of that main event slot at this point, uh, possibly if you're going to have her win, have that big title win. Uh, wanted to get your thoughts on that because it's something AEW hasn't done yet, have the women as, like, the actual main event. So hope you guys have a good one.
3: Dagan, I want to thank you very much for the call. I I, I uh, Listen, here's the thing with women and men, and tag teams, okay? If the match is the hottest match on the pay-per-view, it should be the main event. If not, it should not be the main event. That's it. doesn't matter if it's women, men, tag teams. It does not matter. Little people. The hottest match on the show is going to main event, Okay? If they don't have a women's match that is hotter than any other match on the show, it shouldn't main event. It should not main event just because they're women. If you want equality, then whether you're a man or woman or whatever, then you will main event if you're the hottest match, regardless of who's involved in it. That's it. Yep, so I don't like reason. the idea of, well, we're going to uh, you know make sure that in uh, March women are going to main event that pay-per-view or whatever. No. If 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 you do the build to Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa and these two are tearing it up and the interviews are great and people are clamoring to see this match and it's hotter than Hangman Page versus Adam Cole, then fine, main event with that match. But you don't main event only because they're women. You don't main event only because it's a tag team. You don't main event o- you main event if it's the hottest championship match. That's my opinion.
4: It's a good opinion to have. And I agree with most of it. But I will also throw in the caveat that the tie goes to the runner. You know what I'm saying? And if it's not the world title, there are times where, if all things are even, Thunder Rose is a star. Britt Baker's a star. Just as big of a star as anybody else on that roster. Put them together, they can make magic just as well as anybody else on that roster. So why not give him that shot? And I've always been partial to tag teams, obviously. You know, Steamboat and Youngblood and Slaughter and Canoodle on the wall. We'll always love tag teams. Product of the 80s. Had great ones. FTR and the Briscoes come to town, all things even. You don't have an AEW world title match. You don't have something so over the top. Put it on there. Because sometimes you have to do that so people know these are main eventers. These are stars. You know, these are people that... Are just on that same level with Adam Page and with John Moxley and Brian Danielson and CM Punk and Chris Jericho, their biggest names. These teams, these women, whoever, they're on the level as well too. So if it all, if it does happen, I would absolutely do that for one of the big four pay per views. It doesn't necessarily mean that they, you know, they will. Or again, they only have four. It's not like they have twelve or whatever. So you know, that Rosa Britt Baker match that can be a main event on Dynamite, easy. You know what I mean? So, like, wherever it, it happens to me, and that's the thing is, and it's going to be, again, if it happens to be on a pay-per-view, I think that would be great. I really do think that would be great. So unless there's a title, a world title match in the way, why not? They deserve it. They actually deserve it. There's nothing you can say about those two right now that would fall under what you're saying, Brian. Like, if you put Jade and Anna in the main event of a pay-per-view, then, because, then you'd be doing it just to do it you know but with those with rosa i mean rosa's a legitimate star and Britt baker again other than the handful of people i named she's just as big of a star as MJF or jungle boy or darby allen or you know almost any of them right now just as much Mar- she's maybe is pop- more popular than her husband
3: all righty let's go to portsmouth here on the air what's going on hey
0: guys what's going
3: on brandon here Um, so I was asking about the, uh, with Adam
0: Cole and Hangman, if indeed that's going to be the, uh, the next challenger for Hangman, do you put the title on Cole or do you give Hangman even that bigger win? My thought would be that with Cole involved with the stuff with the Young Bucks and Red Dragon and possibly if Omega is back by then, it seems like there would be a lot going on with there that you probably don't really need the title for in that. I absolutely would not put the title on on Adam Cole.
3: And I love Adam Cole. Yeah. But uh, Hangman, right. Hangman should be should be defending this title for a while, and uh, against top guys and beating top guys. And uh, as we've said a million times, when the time is right, Hangman's going to do a job. Somebody. And I was thinking about the uh, MGF CM Punk match, and we we have been talking about MGF for a while. And you know, should MGF be losing if he's if he's in line for the title? And uh, the answer is if he's in line for a title shot, no, he should not be losing, okay? But I don't think he's in line for the title shot imminently. I think that we're probably going in March to likely Adam Cole versus Hangman. And I don't know if MJF versus Hangman would even be at the end of May. I mean, it could be be all-out weekend for all I know. So it would not hurt MJF to do a job to CM Punk here to further the feud with Punk and to further the feud with Wardlow. And, you know, you think about Hangman, and you could ease... There's so many potential big-time challengers for Hangman Page, whether it's your Moxley's or your Danielsons or the return of Omega. or I mean, you can rattle off people for like 10 minutes about who could face Hangman Page that Hangman could beat before finally losing that title. So, no, I would not beat him now or any time in the near future.
4: If one loss, you know, messes you up that bad or messes up the situation or messes up a person, then you're doing it wrong or something's wrong. You know, he can absolutely lose now. I mean, that's one of the reasons you have the ratings, to me, is you have that top five or top ten, whatever it is. And as long, yeah, MJF loses, but he beats the guy that's three and he you know gets himself back into two position and i mean there's so many ways you can play this where i mean these are stars that are supposed to be kind of competing and fighting on the the highest level so again it's how you lose in in, in time and place and circumstance so you know absolutely he can lose to cm punk it'd be fine and be fine well he can lose the word and be fine I wouldn't suggest it but like you know because of the trajectory that you'd want CM Punk to, or MJF to be on and you want to be careful with his losses but my god he can he can lose to Danielson Punk a couple people in a row and still be fine for heaven's sakes I mean and again the the personality that's losing too you know, it's again, it's how you respond to your losses and how you sell those back to the people again, you know, and tell them what they saw didn't really happen. And I think MGF
3: could do a, a fine job in doing that. You know what's funny is is regardless of whatever criticisms I, I might have for Dynamite, uh, this past Wednesday or, or last week Wednesday, the fact of the matter is this is a fantastically well booked company. And the easiest way to see how well-booked this company is, is to make a quick comparison between the situation with uh, Roman Reigns and the situation with Hangman Page. Roman Reigns was supposed to be feuding with Drew McIntyre on SmackDown. Drew McIntyre went down with a neck injury. And they literally had nobody, nobody on the SmackDown brand that could step in for Drew McIntyre. They had to take Seth Rollins off of Raw to replace one guy who went down on SmackDown. Let's think about Hangman Page. I think, I don't know this, but I think it's Hangman Page versus Adam Cole at the March pay-per-view. They certainly were teasing that a couple of weeks ago. Let's say that Adam Cole got injured in that match with Britt Baker on Wednesday. Is anybody listening to this right now concerned about who could possibly face Hangman Page if Adam Cole is injured? Is there anybody who couldn't rattle off a dozen viable contenders for Hangman Page? So that is the sign of a well-booked company. You have multiple main eventers that with a couple of weeks of, of booking, or even less, could easily step into that number one contender spot. WWE, who did they have on SmackDown that could step in to face Roman Reigns after Drew Mac Nobody. They had nobody to step in there that anybody would have taken seriously in that role. Which, by the way... You know, I was talking about uh, Hangman, and I'm, I'm still having to hear about it. Oh, Brian, I can't believe you thought that Hangman should be laid out by Archer two weeks in a row. They're trying to make Hangman strong. The irony of all of this is people are mad at me, but apparently I'm the only one that has any faith in a Hangman as champion. If you're champion, if Hangman Page can't be laid out by Archer two weeks in a row, then he ain't much of a champion. I actually think that Hangman could easily be laid out two weeks in a row by Lance Archer. Go and beat Lance Archer decisively on TV, and it ain't hurting Hangman Page at all. If you don't think that that guy can get laid out by Lance Archer two weeks in a row, then either A, you got the wrong champion, or B, you got the wrong challenger. Which I think, by the way, neither of those situations. But I'm the bad guy.
4: A lot less harmful than walking around drunk for a year, I can tell you that. Back
3: in a moment, Observer Live.
1: Hello? You there in the car. Listen, if I was a cop, I'd pull you over and ask to see your insurance. Woo! I bet that would scare the heck out of you. (laughs) But seriously, I still want you to get your insurance papers out. Whoa! That's ridiculous! Look, we all have cars. That means insurance. But newsflash, you don't have to pay a fortune for it. What smart people all over the United States are doing is saving hundreds of dollars calling AIS Insurance. Some of you could be saving up to $600 a year. Maybe with an extra 600 you can get your car washed at least once a month. I mean, come on, look at it. Look, my job is to help you save money on your car insurance. So pick up the phone, call AIS Insurance right now. And get your car washed, please. 800-756-3744. 800-756-3744. 800-756-3744. That's 800-756-3744.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Hey, the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live, Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. This person says, I live in Kansas City. I could tell you it's not COVID. The people here don't care about that. The Harlem Globetrotters and Disney's Frozen on Ice are selling more tickets than SmackDown. Well, of course, Frozen Disney on Ice. Harlem Globetrotters are awesome. WWE is advertising pretty heavily. I watched. Uh, we went to the uh, Frozen musical on the Disney cruise. It was awesome. Mm. Olaf was a marionette puppet. It was,
4: it was great. Did I ever tell you about the time the Harlem Globetrotters actually got Avery on the court and they didn't put him in part of their bit? Really? It's pretty awesome. Was he the ball? He he was not the ball, but he uh he was used as a distraction and uh. Think they did threaten to dunk him at one point, but uh, yeah. I've never been to the Harlem Globe Trotters. Is it like
3: the cartoon when I was a kid where they're like on forklifts? Well, they would come out on like Scooby Doo or whatever? Yeah, that's all well, I, I remember. S-
4: well, they do a lot of you, know, you would like it. They do a lot of tricks and such. So, well, I certainly like tricks. Yes, sometimes they do things off of trampolines, take you back to your gymnastics days, do a you know four fifty with the ball, dunk it and whatnot, get you out there put your little finger up, spin the ball on it. Like, eh, look at Brian oh, God. girls will pop for you. You'll be a hero.
3: The Grayson Waller fan base is still waiting for our apology. Apology for what? If I had a dollar for every time somebody asked for me to apologize, especially this week, how big was that ladder Cody was in front of on dynamite? Bro, they better not use that ladder next week or Ugh, horrified. So big, so big. Bro, we're out of time. All my bros, all my top tier YouTube subscribers, Twitch homies, the sisses, my bro Mike, my bro Dom, all my bros in the studio. Have a great weekend, everybody. Talk to you next time. Wrestling Observer Live.